When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Adam, the co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a heads up, we have switched our subscription service from ConnectPal to Patreon. If you've tried ConnectPal in the past and weren't happy with it, we totally understand. That's one of the reasons we switched. You can still get every episode of our podcast completely ad-free for just $5 a month on a platform that works on all of your podcast apps and phones and various gadgets. So head to patreon.com slash unpops, see what kind of stuff we have to offer. There's all kinds of good things. And uh, thanks. Enjoy the show. Hey, we're on a podcast right now. Hey, pretty scary boo. Pretty scary boo. Carrie isn't here. Carrie's not here. Mm. Two weeks in a row. She's better at the boo than I am. No, you're both good at it. Thanks, Adam, but we both know the truth. Yeah, that's true. Carrie's I've got other things that I'm better at. That's true. Yes. She can't do all sorts of weird voices. Right. She does slip into like a weird Southern thing. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's yeah. how I know Carrie's really caught up. She starts to talk in like some kind of strange antebellum. She says things like iron. Yep. She says iron. Which. I like it. That's it's not a word. One of the things that we're going to cover tonight, or the thing we're going to cover tonight, is something, because Carrie isn't here, Adam and I are going to cover it. <laughs> yeah. This, this was actually, the way these usually play out we record them two at a time yeah and usually one of them is caitlin's idea and one of them is my idea usually and this episode was my idea and last not last week well last week's was caitlin's idea also the fire festival but uh we did an episode about weird afflictions and diseases <sighs> and i got sick ironically and caitlin appropriately enough i got very sick caitlin got sick that morning but that that episode was your idea so i was yeah. like uh, so me and Carrie recorded, and I was like, well, let's do the UFO thing, because the other one was Caitlin's idea. We'll do that when she's back. And she was like, I hate UFOs. I don't want to talk about them. She must have been abducted. I, yeah, she has to have been abducted by a UFO. She's got some There's something weird, happening. deep thing there. Because, I'm with you. Because then when we rescheduled this, yeah. we, we said we were recording, and she said, I have a show Tuesday, and I hate UFOs anyway. Okay. Oh. Okay. 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 So we're gonna do the UFO stuff. So we're, we're talking about the Rendlesham Forest incident all on our own. Can we call it incident or is it incidents? It's well, it's just one. It's just mm-hmm. got a weird structure to how. I guess the, that's what it is. Okay. The news about it came out. The sighting was one incident. So I saw a documentary on this when I was a kid. And I remember, and documentary I'm using very loosely, I think it was on the History Channel really late at night, is what it was. It right. must have been. And it scared the shit out of me. It is a creepy this, one. This is, this is actually, 
pretty scary. Pretty scary boo. Pretty scary boo. It is though. Like it this is. this yeah. is in my opinion one of the scariest UFO concepts. <laughs> no, I mean cuz it's like all around. It's like everything yeah. about it creeps me out. Yeah. It it was it's considered by some to be the Roswell of England. Happened on December 26, 1980 in Suffolk Suffolk, England. Day after Christmas. Day after Christmas, which I've still never seen a UFO. How about delivering that Christmas present to me, aliens? I don't know if you want this kind of I know, but maybe just hover outside my window for a second. Throw me a courtesy wave. Yeah, in downtown LA. Yeah. You're not asking much. Well, the... Your your whole neighborhood gets blown up like ASAP in Independence Day. By the way, yeah, yeah. Well, I think in any like, uh, you can see any the war building. situation. I'm going first. No, mm. you've got to be an alien with that laser power weapon. Oh, I don't think LA goes first. Yeah, maybe not. No, no, we're not. We're we're. It's we've we already survived the Battle of Los Angeles. Right. Back when we got attacked in the 40s by a UFO. I love this. I love the Battle of Los Angeles. I do, too. I wish I had been alive for that. Where's that movie? I mean, I know Battle LA came out like 100 years ago, but... There's a Battle for Los Angeles movie. Is there? It's got uh, Aaron Eckhart in it. Is that Battle LA, or is that... No, Battle oh. LA is something different. Then I need to look that up, because I like Aaron Eckhart's chin. He's got a great chin. He's got the best chin. He's got a chin for alien fighting. He is like, if somebody drew a cartoonishly good-looking person. Yep. That's what Aaron Eckhart looks like. Pretty much, yeah. I like that guy. Check him out in uh, Battle of Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just going to have to torrent that or something. <laughs> so the, the Rendlesham Forest incident. The first sighting happened around 3 a.m. on December 26, 1980. Always 3 a.m. 3 a.m. is oh. a bad time. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely here. Oh! <laughs> I'm there for you, man. I will Match jump in and box twenty back up any song. I push you United States Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt was working. Halt, 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 Halt. Who goes that? Which Halt? I guess that's something we should point out. This was an Air Force base that the U.S. and England used jointly. And named German thing. Yeah, yeah. They, uh... Da. Da. They, uh... He was... Charles Holt was working a security detail near the east gate of the Royal Air Force Woodbridge Base. Mm-hmm. Like which you do. They're doing that whole thing where in Europe they put the right thing in the wrong order. Stressful. Should be Ro- Woodbridge Royal Air Force Base. Assimilate, motherfuckers. You're on a podcast in the United States now. Get it the fuck together. Get it together. Uh, he was working this detail when he saw lights descending into the trees of Rendlesham Forest, which ran along the border of the base. And as white people do, he ran toward the uh, the trouble. Sure. To see what was going on. And uh, he he issued a memo about what he saw. <laughs> he didn't write it on a piece of... I just think, first of all, it's just funny to... Be, like, a memo is such a formal yeah. way to go about this. Yeah. And and he took a couple a couple weeks to put this memo out, which has made made some skeptics out of people. Understandably, he needed time. Yeah, he had to he'd had been, to he'd process been it. Been through some things. He'd seen a UFO. By the way, Phoenix Forgotten is great. Is it? Yeah, it's fun. Oh damn it! Because I I was thinking of going to a movie the other day and I couldn't 
I, you I know who the executive producer is? I do not. Ridley Scott. Oh, wow. Yo, he uh, produces my favorite show, The Good Wife. It's <laughs> mental problems. What? I know. I know. It's, everybody loves the show. I'm ta- it's Miles and I went to see it basically out of desperation because we were going through so much stress the last couple weeks. Sure. And we're like, you know what? A dumb alien movie sounds just about right. And part of it is probably because my bar was set about as low as it gets. Right. But it was really fun. It had a lot of heart. Wow. You're going to I think I think you will like it. I'm going to go see it. Man. I don't know that everyone will like that movie, but the lead girl in it is fantastic. Oh yeah. Also in it, yeah. they do a thing where she reenacts the scene from Contact. Oh wow. And it's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I want to see that. Everybody go see this. Go see Phoenix Forgotten. Anyway, back to this. So this is these this is verbatim from Halt the Halt memo. Early in the morning of December twentieth, December twenty seventh, uh, nineteen eighty, he actually got the date wrong. Ooh. Two U.S. Air Force Security Patrol policemen saw unusual lights outside the back gate at RAF Woodbridge. Thinking an aircraft might have crashed or been forced down, they called for permission to go outside the gate to investigate. The on-duty flight chief responded and allowed three patrolmen to proceed on foot. The individuals reported seeing a strange glowing object in the forest. The object was described as being metallic in appearance and triangular in shape, approximately two to three meters across the base and approximately two meters high. It illuminated the entire forest with a white light. The The object was hovering or on legs. As the patrolman approached the object, it maneuvered through the trees and disappeared. At this time, the animals on a nearby farm went into a frenzy. The object was briefly sighted approximately an hour later near the back gates. So that's the first part of his memo, because they they see this thing and they're like, uh, dub TF, what's going on here? Good. And then the uh, the lights just take off and they're like, huh, that was weird. Let's come back tomorrow because they were probably a little shaken. I'd be nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, I mean, you know, there was. I wouldn't fucking come back, though. I think they went back during the Don't matter. day, I didn't wouldn't they? have mattered. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, these are brave people. If this is a real story, because I, I would have just been like, nope. Yeah, yeah. And just walked away. It just been like, oh, good. Now I have that story. When I get really drunk at a party, I'll tell everybody. <laughs> I know I saw what I saw. I don't want to end up dying of weird radiation poisoning because the government wants me to shut up. Yeah, that's that's radiation would be the thing that would worry me, because I feel like a lot of alien technology is probably nuclear powered. Yeah. Which they, they stored a bunch of nuclear weapons near this site, which Maybe uh, the some aliens of the were speculation is that the aliens were coming looking for resources. It was their Ocean's Eleven. Right? So the next day, they, they go back into the forest, and they find three depressions one and a half inches deep and seven inches in diameter. That's right. Way to not use the metric system, even though you're in England, pal. Stressing me out. They were found where the object had been sighted on the ground. The following night, the area was checked for radiation. Can can you not check that during the day? What they have? Did they think they were going to see it? Maybe it occurred to them later to check for radiation. Yeah, I guess. 
the next night or the following night, the area was checked for radiation. Beta gamma readings of zero point one. Oh come on, millerontogens <laughs> were recorded with peak readings in the three depressions. Yeah, millerontogens. Sure, sure. Miller and Jesus, Adam. Get it together. Get it together. And peak readings in the three depressions and near the center of the triangle formed by the depression. A nearby tree had moderate readings on the side of the tree toward the depression. So they find all this fucking radiation in the area, which bad sign. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what whatever you it, saw. Now there's radiation and you were there. Yeah. So that that's always that's always a bad harbinger. Yeah. That's like Mothman harbinger bad. Yeah, step two is nosebleed. Yeah. I've been, for a different podcast, re- researching the countries that have nuclear weapons. You ever looked into France's nuclear program? No, but I bet it's like low-key awesome. It's... it's uh, I mean, it's the French. They don't fuck around. Well, they just basically found... Like, between the 60s and the 90s, they basically just found an island... Yeah. In French Polynesia, like right near Tahiti. Yeah, that's... And they were like, we're just going to test all our weapons here. And people who live there were like, we live here. Don't do that. And that argument carried on for 30 years. Yeah, the French just do what the fuck they want. Yeah. Radiation is terrifying. Yeah. It's silent. It's forever. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it makes you poo blood. I don't want that. I'm just putting it out. I mean, you lose your hair. I mean, I was always freaked out by the fact that when my mom was in treatment, they were radiating her. Like, yeah, that seems broad. I mean, I know that they've got approaches, but it just always blew my mind that they were using this technique. Yeah. That causes cancer. Yeah. It's really weird. To get the cancer. But that's how vaccines work, too. But no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't work like a vaccine. Weird. Very weird. We're on a tangent. Because of radiation. We're back. So uh, so you're right. This was a two-part thing. Because later in that night, a red sun-like light was seen through this the trees. This is the part that scared me when I was a kid. It moved about and pulsed. And at one point, it appeared to throw off glowing particles. And then broke into five separate white objects. I thought you were going to make a breaking noise. Boo! <laughs> And then disappeared immediately thereafter. Three star-like objects were noticed in the sky. Two objects to the north and one to the south, all of which were about 10 degrees off the horizon. The objects moved rapidly in sharp angular movements and displayed red, green, and blue lights. The objects to the north appeared to be elliptical, though through an 8 to 12 power lens. Then they turned into full circles. Objects remained in the sky for an hour or more. The object to the south was visible for two or three hours and beamed down a stream of light from time to time. Hey, uh, we, we, gotta, <laughs> we, uh, we, we tried to steal your, your radiation, and uh, it didn't work. So then my boss got real mad at me, and he said, Yo, you got to go down there and put on a weird show because they don't know. Uh, what we do and they can't know what we do so oh we look over here hi (laughs) oh i'm over here now hi you're gonna die radiation very sorry humans you really showed them tiny stalker i win you won i I won the game (laughs) by the way i got your radiation (laughs) thank you you're welcome 
well. I need it to build bombs. Space and time isn't real. <laughs> time is a flat circle. It's a flat circle. That show's really good. True Detective. That's a, I'm a big fan. I like that Reggie Ledoux. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Reggie Ledoux man. He's at the he's at the end of the show. I I do I do remember. What did you think of season two? Oh, season two all happens and think it's a very scary spot in Los Angeles. <laughs> It's about a lot of weird sex. I don't know about that part. A lot of talking in that that season. Very pensive season. <laughs> <laughs> Very but, pensive. But the thing that I liked about it was the hawk mask situation. I mean, I got several of those at home. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not doing little alien stuff over in the UK, I make little hawk masks. And then I show <laughs> up outside your house and I watch you do stuff. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye, tiny stalker. Oh, wait. What am I doing? It's always weird that I miss the time. I always walk in right when tiny stalker leaves. Yeah. Yeah. It's He's like a hard ships guy. passing in the night. Strange that Surprised we can't. you never step on him. I am, too. Because you're so tall, as we learned <laughs> just a few weeks ago, just dawned on me. So when you were walking up, I forgot. Yeah, you guys, I got, I got here. Hey, she's tall. <laughs> you haven't noticed? Uh, okay, in your defense, that is not the first time someone who's <laughs> known me for a significant period of time has realized that I'm tall. Yeah, I don't know why that keeps happening to me, but something about my personality is a short person's <laughs> personality, and I don't know why. But five ten, which is tall for a girl, it is tall. I guess in general. It's taller than me. Is it? I'm yeah. taller than you. You that's are. That's weird. See? Five, it happens. Nine. Okay. Well, that's... I don't know. Still. Yeah. I was sitting on a chair the other day, and I was like eye level with one of my coworkers, and I realized that I saw the world the way she did, and that was weird. Oh, yeah? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be... Anyway, but yeah, I was walking towards Adam, and he walked up to me, and he's like, hey! I'm like, hi! He's like, you're tall! I'm like, it's good <laughs> to see you, too! Hi, I'm Adam. We just met for I'm, the first time. I missed you too, Adam. <laughs> so Jim Holt, or Captain Holt, ends up, uh, when he went out for those second things, he, he did a tape. Yep. Should we listen to some of the tape? I love this, yeah. Earmarked from the initial, I should say, suspected impact point. Having a lift car, you can't get the land all the work. There seems to be some kind of mechanical problem. Let's send it back and get another light on. Meantime, we're going to take some readings for the Gary Kyer and uh, chase around here a little bit, waiting for the light off to my pants. Does it sound like he's joking? No. Like, he seems... No, this was the tape that scared me when I was a kid. Yeah. Because this doesn't sound like... I mean, he's got a fucking Geiger counter. Yeah, yeah. It's not like one of those, like, dumb ghost hunter things. Yeah, you don't haul those out unless you mean business, for sure. You're looking for radiation. Yeah, yeah. Radiation business. What a man. Does this get to... Should we listen to it? Let's just listen to it. Yeah, it's an experience. It is. It is the experience. We did... uh, I briefly considered if maybe we should just uh, act it out, but not enough people here. We... Definitely need to do some dramatic readings. I agree. So this is them doing the radiation readings. I guess 
the thing that creeped me out about this when I was younger was that it sounds like an earnest effort. Yeah. And then there's a whole other part that we'll get to after this tape that didn't come out until like 10 or 20 years later. Very alien cover-up style. Yeah, that's really, really weird. Yeah. Because so far, this is just kind of a normal alien or UFO sighting. Where they don't sight, they don't find anything. Right. They just uh, see something and there's no proof. Just their word against the government. But then, uh, something weird. Also, when was this audio taken? This is during their, that investigation when they went out to check for radiation. I know, but what year is this? My brain isn't... 1980. It seems like it would have been, I mean, not impossible to fake, but... I don't think it sounds like they, they seem serious about what they're trying to do. Yeah. So there's at least that. Yeah, and the fact that they made this tape makes the memo a little less skeptical. The, the at least the part where he came didn't come out with a memo for another two weeks, because at least he went and did this and was. Uh, I mean, it would take me a couple weeks to be like, "Hey, can I talk to you about something?" <laughs> You know, I don't know how to say this. I am 78% sure I saw an alien. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If you look into, like, the, the British response to this, they were just like, oh, whatever. Well, they get weird shit all the time. Yeah. Like... America gets all of this flack for being crazy, but Brits are fucking nuts. Yeah. They really are. All right. Yeah, yeah, good enough. It's a lot of this. Yeah, it's a lot of this. I wasn't sure if they get to... Like, at the end, do they... I don't remember if they recorded... No. Yeah, they didn't record themselves seeing. No, the it's alien, just like in Cloverfield. I just remember listening because when I was well, the way it worked was the the documentary that I watched was just like slideshows of pictures of the area, and yeah. then the audio of a little bit of this, and it just I remember it creeped me out. I just there was something Blair Witchy about it or something. Yeah, it is that that audio tape is creepy. Like you don't hear a ton on it, but just just the the fact that they're at a place where they just saw a UFO. I just want to see one. Right. Okay. So let's just, let's war game this for a second. Adam. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> well, I know you are, but I just want to compare this to a different situation and, and, and like, okay. So if I told you, uh, Daniel day Lewis is going to be at this Ralph's. I drink your milkshake. Right. What are the, I mean, how much effort would you put into going to see Daniel day Lewis in a, at a Ralph's? Not a lot. Not a lot. If I said Barack, if I was on my way to Ralph's, sure. Okay. So now, if I said, I think I saw an alien, buddy. I'm there. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I'm asking the wrong person this, but like, <laughs> that's what it's just like. If you say like, I think I saw an alien to somebody, 
his story must have had to have been so convincing that he got two other guys to come with him to yeah. try to document this thing, is my point. Yeah. Okay. Now I get where you're going. Because the minute you find... said, if I said I saw an alien. Yeah, but I need to get the friend. That my tail owns starts a wagon. A Geiger counter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, Sam, are you using that Geiger counter on Saturday? <laughs> you know how you used to test nuclear explosions in your backyard? You still got that Geiger counter? Yeah, it's a Model 17, but it still works. <laughs> you know, it's like, shit. He's the one got they friends. tested Tahiti with when France was testing Yeah, or did they, bombs. like, break into the rec center at the, <laughs> the Air Force Base to steal one Geiger counter for the night? They're not going to notice it's gone. All right, man, but if this gets broken, my mom's going to kill me. Be like, chill. I do it all the time. <laughs> it's just like, so that's what I mean. Is like, and in the 80s, it wasn't like now where you could take your fucking phone out and just film something if you want. Right. Like, there's real equipment being used. These men don't, these guys all sound like uh, Sam Neill. <laughs> That that will always be one of the most fascinating things about the Rodney King video is that if that dude who filmed it had not just bought a new video camera and gone out on his patio to just film whatever was happening out in the world, that video wouldn't exist. I just watched Burn Motherfucker Burn. Oh, I want to watch it. Yeah. And I was talking about it with my father-in-law and we were just talking about how ample documentation now has just changed everything because in burn motherfucker burn then there's just like so they're showing the footage and then there's just a series of people just saying like we finally captured something which is like okay so for them this has been happening over and over and over again now we finally have proof that it happened (laughs) and finally justice will be ours so it turns out that interracial police beatings are easier to capture than an alien yeah yeah so that's something yeah. Can't say it doesn't happen then. That's right. I really want to see an alien, Caitlin. All right. So what do we do to find aliens? What do we do to be... I what? moved to downtown LA. Isn't that enough? I feel like that's the opposite move. Oh. You need to own like a cornfield. Nope. I don't want to see an alien that bad. No, yeah, I do. That's, I kind of do. I was going to say, like, your whole plan to open up an unpopped studio, hear me out, would be a lot cheaper in a flyover state. That's very true. Which yeah. is also most likely going to be visited by an alien. A flyover state or like Van Nuys. Yeah, the valley. Basically a flyover state. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. I don't want to be those people that own a studio in the valley, though. No. Because then no. we're... I don't want to have that in common with other people there in the Yeah, valley. I know a guy who opened a podcast studio in Cerritos. It's like, what are you, fucking high? I'm not going to Cerritos to record. They're the comedy clubs of now. Podcasting. <laughs> it's true. I remember when I was a kid in Orange County, everybody had a band. Oh, yeah. Now it's kind of like that, except you have to be smart. Yeah, except now it's podcasts. All right, so so now what happens later? What happens later, way, way later... 20 years later. ...is uh, Sergeant James Penniston comes forward with his story. Good old Penniston. And boy, is his story creepy. It's really creepy. He, uh, for some reason, none of this made it into the Halt memo. None of this was included in the initial report. And I don't remember this from the special that I watched. Oh, really? I think the other thing that made it creepy is it was kind of old. Oh, yeah. Because this, yeah, this didn't come out until very, like, yeah, this, relatively recently. This is, this is new, and I liked reading about this. Yeah. He, uh, James Penniston, he was part of the three-man Air Force security police team that was called to investigate 
this uh, UFO or unknown craft of unknown origin. It's my, it's my car. <laughs> it's my sky car that my boss gave. Sky car? Is that yeah. what they call it? It's a sky, yeah, I don't know why you call it unidentified. I can identify it for you. It's a sky car. <laughs> so his sky car then. <laughs> Thank you. The, uh, the men with Sergeant Penniston were uh, John Burroughs and Ed Cobbinsog. Only Penniston and Burroughs went into the woods to investigate the craft. Cabinzog stayed near the truck as a radio relay for the men. Fuck that. Why would you? That would be creepier to me, sitting alone in the truck. You could not pay me to be the guy alone in the truck. Yeah, waiting for them to come tearing out of the forest, being chased by the predator. If I may speak for Carrie, who's not here, she would do that. Oh, yeah. Carrie's the one that's like, I'm not fucking going with you. I'll stay in the car. Yeah, yeah. That's her. She would stay. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, yeah. We're it's, the perfect I mean, trio for this kind of situation. It's pro- yeah, it's probably the smarter move at the end of the day. It's absolutely the smarter move. Especially since we're dealing with radiation yeah, again. We're the ones walking into the radiated craft Yeah, to, to give it a touch, which is uh, what old Penniston apparently did. <laughs> old Penniston. As uh, Penniston and Burroughs approached the the lights that they saw in the forest, they noticed abnormal sensations on their hair, skin, and clothing. It seemed as though the air was electrically charged. Not good. Not good at all. Also, a time distortion occurred. According to the men, time seemed as though it slowed and it was difficult to move. And I do I do remember seeing this guy on a documentary, and he said when they got back to... Carrie waiting in the in yeah the, Carrie in yeah. the car. They had been gone, I think, two hours, and for them it felt like fifteen minutes or so. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And Actually, how stoked would we be if we had that story? It, yeah, yeah. We how many times over would we go into, and it only felt like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing Carrie waited in the car. Here, she, here, let me show you my let me show you my watch. Here's That's the, fifteen minutes. Here's the text that felt I sent. Like Felt like 15. There's a text that I sent Carrie right when we were leaving. <laughs> and I planned to send her a text when I came back. It does say two hours, but it felt like fucking 15 minutes. I'm telling you. It's crazy. Come on, come out here and look for radiation with me. No. <laughs> so uh, another another weird characteristic, everything was void of sound, which, what does that mean? Was it, were there like birds well, if you're, okay, so like, doing let's, silent let's, chirps? Well, let's play with that for a second. If you're actually altering time, then it would fuck up sound. Yeah, I suppose so. That makes sense. So there's that. Glad I'm here to clear that, clear that up for you. Thank you. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. And uh, <laughs> I am just a simple podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do here. Deliver the facts. Hmm. <laughs> It seems to me that if you are altering time, then obviously you will have a disruption in sound. Now, I uh, object. Of course you do, Miss Pettigrew, but take a seat. (laughs) Order. (laughs) Order in my court. Except he does that with gunshots. (laughs) Blow, blow. (laughs) That's the coolest judge ever. (laughs) <laughs> the judge that just hears cases about UFO sightings. <laughs> so back to Sergeant Paniston. He uh, decides he's going to cautiously approach the craft, as one does. 
No. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go as ahead. As one does, Caitlin. <laughs> when you're in a space of altered time and electric air, if, we're going to double down and touch the thing that's creating all. <laughs> if a thing is creating this, you walk away from it. Yeah, you thing. walk the other way. <laughs> you do good. not walk toward it. Yeah, there's like a monkey hand with like a theremin noise playing in the background. <laughs> walk away. Uh, he noted that it had patterns of blue, yellow, and red colors running through the surface as though they were part of the craft. And this is another weird thing. His up-close investigation of the craft included photographs, measurements, and drawings, which he recorded into the U.S. Air Force-issued notebook. Where are those photographs? I want to see a picture. I want to see a picture of this, uh, this craft. But that's fine. He uh, also... Took... We're never going to get a picture. We're not. Ne- yeah, never. Maybe if he uh, sets up a Patreon, that'll be like a Listen, subscriber bonus. What if we got Tom DeLonge to come on our show? <laughs> That would be no. To, I'm serious. I bet we could get. He Tom would have been a great guest for both of these episodes, last week and this one. Oh fuck! He would have been amazing. Talk of, okay, if we can get Tom DeLong back, we're just gonna do these episodes over again, and you guys yeah. can listen to him all over again. Although I don't, is he still in Blink One Eighty? No, that's why it's even better, and you're more genius <laughs> than you realize. <laughs> that's why you're so smart. You didn't even. You're so money, and you don't even know it. That was. We have to we have to get Tom DeLong on the show. That would be pretty great. I have such a long list of weird people that I would much rather have on here. Is it than... a DeLong list? <laughs> order! Order in my court! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, this dipshit starts walking toward the craft. Bad plan. He noticed it has uh, drawings on the side. And... He said they, they felt like sandpaper compared to the rest of because of course he, he touched he, he touched the the craft and when he touched it everything became a brilliant bright white. He could neither see nor hear. He was alone in a brilliant bright white light. Having a stroke. Yes. Exactly. From the radiation. He smelled toast. Yeah. <laughs> he heard a bell. <laughs> this occurred for an undetermined amount of time. Then his sight returned. He was standing next to the craft facing the pictorial glyphs. The craft started to turn a vivid, bright white color. So bright, in fact. Sergeant Peniston thought it was going to explode. He took a defensive position nearby as the craft was engulfed in light. Of course he noted that. <laughs> and the craft... I just want everyone to know that I wasn't useless. I took a defensive position. <laughs> Let me show you what that looks like. And then the, the craft <laughs> lifted off the ground and maneuvered between the trees. So that's creepy. Yeah. But it gets worse. Yes. Because the following day, back in his room, Jim was seeing ones and zeros in his mind's eye. <laughs> Who among us hasn't been there before? But I'm sorry. Anybody that describes seeing something in their mind's, their mind's eye, eye yeah. has had a rough night. So I got all these ones and zeros in my third eye, man. But see, the thing is, is like these people don't strike me as like fans of the Matrix or whatever. No, that's always the thing. When you see something like this, when you see these people interviewed, you're like, well, obviously this fucking country yokel isn't faking this. <laughs> they think they... And then like nine times out of ten, it's like, yeah, that country yokel fooled the shit out of you. True. Like. They were faking all of this. True. But this is crazy. Like, he, he, he sees these ones and zeros, eventually writes them down. And th- this is why it didn't come out 
allegedly. He he saw all these ones and zeros in his mind, wrote them down, and then in 2010, so... In the year 2000. In the year 2000. Mm-hmm. He uh, is talking to an interviewer who notices the notebook and says, hey, bub, that's binary code. Right. Which, you know, that's how computers talk. So they, they have this binary code deciphered, I guess. This is the really creepy part. It reads, Exploration of Humanity 6668100. I'm out. And then it's got coordinates. And then it says continuous for planetary advance. And then it's got a, a bunch of different coordinates. And then at the bottom, it says eyes of your eyes. Origin year 8100. What? I don't like that at all. I don't either. But we're both going to be dead before 8100. So that's good. Uh, I mean. Or wait, maybe that's when they started counting. Caitlin, or that's their year. Let's just live to 8100 and be legends, man. <laughs> no, I look, le- you're right. Let's just be legends. Let's do it and be legends. Honestly. Let's just live for 6,000 years. Be legends. You and I would have to really figure out ways <laughs> like if you and I, if it's just you and me for six thousand years actually we'd have a lot of fun yeah we'd be we would just like figure it out we'd we'd just do all the podcasts <laughs> just do six thousand years of podcasts imagine putting that out as a box set at the end of our career <laughs> the, the royalties Ka- on that baby the caitlin and adam archives available for 1.5 million dollars <laughs> At Tower Records, which came back in the future. Weird, huh? Which inflation really these days is like $350. Yeah, yeah. That's like the price of an iPod in 8100 That's nothing. That's what kids are buying lunch with. <laughs> it would just be funny for us to have 6,000 years of context <laughs> to, to, to talk about anything. The inside jokes would be so deeply layered that I think we would actually just sound insane by the end of it. I think it's like that now <laughs> for people. Thank you for signing up. We'll uh, put out a guidebook at some point. Where is Tom DeLong? Let's just be legends and get Tom DeLong on this we podcast. We could also just shoot a documentary instead of my date with Drew. It's just my conversation with Tom DeLong. I would. I want him on the podcast so bad, but I also feel like <laughs> be so he scary. would sit down and I'd just be like, so you're crazy. Go. Oh, no. I would have so much to say. I first of all, I think he would be a great guest because he's got shit to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he really would get it out there. Yeah, he does. He really has a lot to say about aliens. But I just want to hear how he went from Garage Orange County band to de facto alien expert. Yeah, he's he's like our nation's. It's like him and Dan Aykroyd, preeminent alien, and the guy from Ancient Aliens, obviously. Well, his hair. Aliens. aliens. <laughs> I like how he says aliens like it proves a point. Just yeah. the word. That guy's the best. I want him on the podcast. Yeah, let's make a short list. So we I want- feel like he's bigger than Tom DeLong right now, though. That's why I think it'd be easier to get Tom DeLong. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We could do it. I mean, let's just be legends. <laughs> let's just be legends, man. Get Tom DeLong on this P-cast. <laughs> I want that. I want the Ghost Hunters guy. Zach Baggins. I want Zach Baggins on here. I heard you like to throw bricks at little girls. <laughs> throw a brick at me, you stupid ghost. <laughs> Wearing an Ed Hardy shirt. Does that bother you? Bothers a lot of people. I don't know why. He basically in every.
every episode does the speech that Jennifer Love Hewitt gives. In- <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did last summer. I'm right here. What do you want? Come and, and get me. And the the weird part is it would make his career if one of those ghosts just fucking stabbed him in the stomach. I told the rape story. It was a rape. <laughs> it was a, bro, oh, I was raped, bro. <laughs> High five, bro. She said I was raped. Okay. We have to do a track. <laughs> uh, uh, what? I can't talk right now because I'm thinking I'm laughing so hard. We have to record and watch one of those episodes together. Oh, yeah. I'm all for that. Oh, my God. For Halloween. Yes. I can't breathe. <laughs> Your impression I was... hear you like making it so Caitlin can't breathe. Make me not breathe if you're so tough. I love when he's talking to, like, Civil War experts. Yeah. <laughs> the guys that have, like, done, like, extra research work for, like, Ken Burns, and now they're in front of this guy. <laughs> so you're saying... That in this fortress, well, actually, it's a f- just a fort. We just call it a fort. Oh, oh, okay, my bad. So you're saying in this fort, people used to have to lift the cannons with their hands and put it inside. Well, no, you, you get the bomb and you put it inside the cannon. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I, I, I'm just thinking, like, it's just crazy because these are, like, really, really heavy. Now, what kind of damage would this do to say... A cart with a horse on it. (laughs) He brings up these, like... Kill the horse. (laughs) Probably kill the horse. Well, if you're asking me uh, what kind of impact (laughs) a Civil War-era cannon would do on a wooden cart, (laughs) uh, it would be significant. (laughs) I heard you like destroying carts. Oh, no, that was something else. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, Boss, you sure you want to give the keys over to this guy? (laughs) I'll just stay the night. Like, it's fine. We're going to lock ourselves in. We brought us so much Red Bull. We have so much Red Bull. Come out here and have a Red Bull with me, ghost. Let's just be legends. <laughs> oh, let's be legends. Hey, we, we're almost there. We're almost there, but we forgot one thing. Speaking of ancient aliens, I've seen this on ancient aliens. The first coordinate mentioned, yeah, and actually the one at the end also, which this is confusing to me. This guy claims these coordinates point to an island called High Brazil, which is an island, a mythological island off the coast of Ireland. That wait, 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 because wait. I did read this, but it's with you saying it out loud, it's much funnier. All right, Brazil, Brazil, also, <laughs> also known, also known as High Brazil, High Brazil, <laughs> or several other variants is a phantom island (laughs) said to lie in the Atlantic Ocean west of Ireland. Irish myths described it as cloaked in mist except for one day every seven years when it became visible but still could not be reached. (laughs) Wait. But somehow this, this ship knows the coordinates of it and we can all just go there now. This really reminds me of the worst line of a short story that I read in junior college. (laughs) (laughs) I took a lot of short story classes because I was grieving my mom. (laughs) I just thought like I would just write it out. Sure. Yeah. And I memorized a line that a guy had written because it was so bad. And it was a story about a werewolf. I'm sorry, a lycanthrope. I got yelled at for that. (laughs) I got yelled at for that. Um, actually, it's yeah. a lycanthrope. Yeah, you can see the top hat now. 
It was a top hat. Excuse me, my lady. He was always dressed like he was ushering people onto the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland. <laughs> like, always. So he, and he would wear like those gloves with the fingertips cut out. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, it was his black parade. So <laughs> he wrote this story that said, uh, the first line was, the moon rose over the street like a giant orange. Her scream was loud enough to wake the dog, but not the neighbors. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. Okay. Okay. That's very weird. Line one. Line one. I'm hooked. To wake the dog, but not the neighbors. Woke up the dog, but not the neighbors. Whose dog? What neighbors? The dog. Moon, giant orange. <laughs> Rose, similar to a giant orange... Because that's what oranges do. They rise. They do rise. <laughs> so confusing. Like a mighty orange, I rise. Uh, but that made about the same amount of sense. Yeah. Describes as cloaked in a mist, except for the one day every seven years when it becomes visible, but still could not be reached. We should actually at some point do an episode about high Brazil because it's fa- it is, it's kind of kind of fascinating. It's It shows up on maps like back in the 1500s. Really? Yeah. It's a weird thing. That's troubling. Yeah, yeah. Because what does that mean? Yeah, did it, like, get covered with water at some point? Did it, uh... But how do you think an island's there and then go, oh, no, nah, bro? <laughs> like, I don't... Bro. Bro, bro. Bro, bro. Bro. No bro. island there, bro. No island there, bro. Okay, yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, we're talking <laughs> about aliens, so we may as well... I like all that sorts of shit. I'm telling you. I just want to hear people give their case for this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'll be there for them emotionally. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue with them until they scare me. I'll lawyer, I'll lawyer up. <laughs> I'll get on someone's side. I will step in like the public defender. We're like the better, better call Saul. I'm, la- and- I'm your lawyer now. Don't say anything <laughs> to the guy with the crazy hair. Until you talk to me. Well, I mean, how trippy would it be if you wrote down these coordinates that you saw in your mind's eye? <laughs> First in of all, binary code. I have the memory of a goldfish. Yeah. So I either he was just being visually assaulted in his mind's eye. And yeah. So he had to write these down. Okay. So just there's that. Yeah. Then I don't get that part. T- I don't get how he remembered all that shit. Yeah. It, ones and zeros is not an, like a sequence is not. Yeah. That's the weird link for me. Then how do you not know that it's binary? Yeah. Like, that was, like, the big... Well, if it was 1980, though. I guess. But it it seems like at some point... People worked with DOS. At some point in the ensuing years, you'd you'd probably, you'd think, would have heard of binary code and been like, oh, that's what was in in my head. And I put it in my notebook. But But also, why are you leaving your notebook, your like notebook that looks like it's from the movie Seven, just laying around for your friend to find? Just casually threw it down. It flips open. And then we end up with this Look up and he's smoking a cigarette all cool. You know who would be able to fill these gaps in? Who's that? Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge. Let's get, we got to get Tom DeLonge on this podcast. This is the thing. It's like, I want to ask questions. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. We have to. We We will. We absolutely have to. I want to interview Tom DeLong. I want to interview people that believe in Bigfoot and have seen Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> like I All really, of those things. Really need to understand this. Yeah. Me too. I love UFO stuff. I love you. So it's, excited. Because it's real on some level. 
Yeah. I yeah. also am a little like Tom DeLonge because you can't. Yeah. It makes no sense that there are no UFOs. No, no. And that that's insane. That that's, yeah, that's crazier to me than than there are. Oh yeah, totally. So as big as the universe is, there's like. Also, this can't be it. No. I really no. I need us to not be the smartest thing. Yeah. Like, I like all those scenes from space movies where there's, like, like you said, like nine people just standing around watching another world. Fine. I would be like, so comforted. Yeah. If that was the case. Yep. That'd be great. That would be a lot less stressful. The truth is out there. Yeah. And Tom DeLong knows about Tom it. Tom DeLong's got it. With that lip ring and that sideways hat, he figured shit out. He skateboarded his way to the he truth. Quit the band. Said no more Blink One Eighty Two. I have a calling. Only blinking lights in the sky. That's it. UFOs. Hello there. (laughs) That's what he says. Are you (laughs) a UFO? (laughs) Na 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 na. Yeah. Stick me with a probe. I wanna. God, I hate Blink One Eighty Two so much. Really, it's funny because I don't. I didn't like. Well, first of all, I own Damn It on definitely on that album because everybody I knew had that album. Yeah. But I was all over the place. I also owned I bought that the same day I bought the Spice Girls album. So I sure. I didn't know what was happening. But anytime I hear that album has been around for so long now that when I hear it I just get, I feel comforted. Cuz I'm yeah. like, "Oh, my childhood." <laughs> <laughs> so Yay. we're going to get him on the show. Okay. We're going to do it. Should we wrap it up? I think so. We should. Uh, do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? What date is this dropping? Yeah, will the Kickstarter still be going? Well, this night, yeah, it goes to the fourteenth, right? Okay, we're in the last little bits. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're in the final. And hours. if not, I'll just edit it out. Yeah, we're in the final hours of this Kickstarter thing. Everybody has been amazing. Thank you all so much for your donations. I can't believe how much money we raised. It's crazy. I, I, you guys, my parents never sent me this much money. Not even close, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they should have. But anyway, thank you guys so much. We have a lot of exciting stuff on the way as a result of that. If you've got a couple bucks to spare still, it would be appreciated if you go to Kickstarter. Toss us a couple of those bucks. If you can't, guess what? It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. We would get an apology letters. No, no. 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 No apologies. No. I made this for free for a reason. So it's fine. But now getting help is cool. Yes. Uh, also, you can find me on Twitter at Bossy Matilda. You can find White Wine True Crime on iTunes, uh, on just the internet in general. And if you want to talk to us, we're at White Wine True Crime. Or, sorry, we're at WWT Crime. And we're on Facebook, White Wine True Crime. Very nice. Yeah. Support our Patreon. I think this is a free episode. Go out and subscribe and get all the other episodes. You can hear Pretty Scary every, every week. Please tweet at Tom DeLong. Tweet at Tom DeLong. Get him on Pretty Scary. Boo. That would be the best. I I would lose my shit if Tom Tom DeLong came to talk to us about aliens. Yeah. That would be pretty I bet great. Carrie would even show up for that. Maybe. I mean, maybe. maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I guess we'll find out. We're going to find out. We're going to do it. All right. Let's get out of here. All right, everybody. We love you so much. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh, my God.